nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 73. This week we are talking Toy Fair, the Oscars, and Aquaman's movie makeover. I'm Ari Rain. Joining me as always, Chris and Ethan. Hey, who? We're actually going to try Toy Fair again? Well, well, we're going to summarize Toy Fair since we recorded a whole episode that we're not going to air. <laughs> yeah, because it sucked. <laughs> it was a waste of an episode. Wasn't it, it? It, it, Maybe we can pull parts of From the of quality it. of our episodes... The fact that we found an episode un, unfit for air really says something about how bad. Maybe we'll release it on the bonus features of our of our no. SoundCloud. <laughs> we'll release it as a what not to do as a podcast. This is how you don't do a podcast. We can where add you stare at pictures on a TV screen and go, hey, that co- looks cool. <laughs> I like that figure. You see all the art- look at all the articulation on that guy. It was. Oh wait, nobody can see it. It was a user imagination to this. No, it was us being excited about Toy Fair to talk to each other, but not able to really stop and describe what we were talking about, and not talking about issues or anything like that. Right. Just looking at specific toys. <laughs> like the biggest issue we said was me going. I don't think any of this stuff's actually going to come out. And then what happened? <laughs> everything came out. Well, oh no, the not stuff everything. that's on there. No, I, I still, I still say I don't think you'll see half of those. Avengers, no, there was, there X-Men. There is some of the stuff. Stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, no, there's stuff there that's, that is right now. But the, the newer in terms stuff. of the yeah, the newer stuff that they showed, the upcoming stuff for the Marvel uh, three and three quarter mm-hmm. actual articulated line, not the five POA. I still I have my trepidations of that stuff ever seeing shelves. Yeah, POA and POS. Well, yeah. Although I did, I did break. And I bought, actually, I bought two Star Wars Five POAs from the new set because it's just I'm, I'm having bastard. trouble. Well, no, I'm I'm really disappointed in myself, but you, you know, I bought the the you're Clone giving War, into not Clone Wars. You're giving them a reason to do it. I know, and and I'm, I'm I'm being a hypocrite because I said don't do it, but <laughs> that eighty ATDP driver, mm-hmm. I think sounds bad. AT ATD. That sounds like you have a disease. Um, all terrain <laughs> disease. I don't know what the DP stands for for it. I don't know what it is now. But anyway, that driver is one of one of. DP? I love that design. So you don't know what DP stands for. I don't know what double DP stands for in terms of the Star Wars Rebels. All terrain universe. double penetration. Exactly. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's what. It anyway, is. but yes, I bought that figure, and I bought uh, the Jedi Temple Guard. You're part of the problem now. <coughs> yep, pretty much. Well, I bought the Jedi Temple Guard, too. You're also part of the problem? No, it's the only Star Wars figure since Luke Skywalker to have a yellow lightsaber. Doesn't matter. And it proved... No, it's not. Yes, it is. You have a figure with a yellow lightsaber. You bought it in the, the Black Series line, remember? Who? The chick. No, with a double-bladed... She has a... Ye- yeah, she does. Bastila. Ahsoka? No, no, no. Bastila. The one... Yeah, the one in oh, that last Bastila. set. Oh, Bastila. Yeah, she, from the video game. Mm-hmm. But she technically doesn't count because she's not part of canon, and anything no, in the Clone just, Wars. You just said it's the first figure. Okay, she's a figure, true. and she has it, so That's it's not. True. But this is the first figure in canon to have a yellow lightsaber. It's not in canon. It comes from Clone Wars. Clone Wars is no longer Clone canon. Clone Wars is canon. Well, whatever. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care about canon. You don't count that as canon. I just uh, no. I just I don't care. This the canon non canon argument to me is stupid. It's just it's a story, and some stories are now going to flow into each other and some stories are now just kind of on the outside looking in but okay so was there anything at toy fair that you saw that you were excited about uh like i said the only thing that i well not the only thing the thing that i got really excited about was 
the Tamahashi Nation, whatever it is, Bluefin Distribution, the samurai versions of, of the Star Wars. Of Darth Vader and Stormtrooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, super highly articulated. The same company that does the SH fig arts. Which There's some SH mar- monster arts that are in there that are amazing. They're also they're also the same company that does the um, the Kai arts, very arts, whatever. Mm-hmm. They do super highly articulated stuff that oh, are right. based on like the games. They're doing a Thor a th- that looked incredible. Um, really expensive pieces, almost a hundred dollars a piece, but that's the stuff I looked at. Yeah, I think at. their tag price was what eighty. Their tag price was, I think, Vader is ninety three ninety nine, and the, the Stormtrooper was eighty nine ninety nine. I think, if I remember right, that was on I the tag. I thought it was seventy nine ninety nine and eighty. They were all. I think they were eighty and ninety five. So it's right around there. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably once the the final price drops, all those figures, like the DBZ figures that had a ton of accessories when they first started doing them, were anywhere from seventy five to ninety. And then the newer ones that don't have as many hands and faces and stuff like that right. are still like sixty-five to seventy-five. So they're they're really expensive pieces yeah. to find, but they're. I think like the the Power Ranger and the Dragon Ball Z ones are like forty-five. The newer ones can get down. Like Krillin, I think was fifty-five, mm-hmm. but Krillin compared to the the like Pic- or not Piccolo. Um, well, Piccolo had a lot too, but uh, Cell like Cell was ninety-five dollars when I bought it, or eighty-five or whatever. Because it has like ten sets of hands, but it also four was heads. It had the the stand. It's got the pieces that looks like it's like shooting across the water or stuff like that. So was that because you bought it from a, a convention though? I bought it. No, I bought it from the company at the convention. I oh. bought it at their retail price. Oh, okay. I, all of them. I think I've only bought two that I didn't buy directly from them, and one of them was Frieza, and Frieza was the same retail price. And one of them was from work, which, you know, I got the, the work discount for, but other than that, and even that, that was the Super Saiyan Goku, and mm-hmm. that was that was last two, because the same thing, outside of the head change, and I think three sets of hands, there's nothing different in it. Ethan, did you say anything that you're really excited about? Um, the Batman Adventure stuff, um, it's uh, like the Batmobile that they have for the new Batman. From the Adventure. animated yeah, series, the animated yeah. Zone. And, uh, Which in that that thing's like in scale for three and three quarter, isn't it? No, yeah, that's in scale inch. for the Batman oh, Adventure the six, six inch. inch. Right. Yeah. It's a two foot long toy that's ninety dollars and lights up and everything. And you lights up. That's that a foot long, uh, shorter than the flag. Yeah, no this this thing is huge. But the dimensions when Ethan was talking about it, I'm looking at it when we were looking at it on the screen. It is, yeah, it's two feet long. It is in scale to the Batman Adventures figure, which is a six inch figure, and it's under a hundred dollars. That's incredible. That's amazing. Anything else? That's pretty much it. Um, you didn't see any, any Power Ranger stuff? No Walking no, Dead stuff that you're excited about? Well, the Walking Dead stuff is you know kind of stuff that we already knew, so it wasn't like exciting. But yeah, I mean, then they have some of the new uh, building sets that look pretty cool. They've got Dale's RV. And That's pretty cool. Yeah, and the um, Woodbury assault vehicle. It's cool to see them. Um, I need to do the tank. It's cool to see them do the vehicles as building sets, and they're actually bricks that you put together. Even, like, the wheels are actual mm-hmm. bricks. They're not, like, you know, in Legos, you have the rubble, rubber tires and stuff like that. So they have square wheels? <laughs> no, they're rounded. Well, speaking of building sets, didn't wasn't Toy Fair where they announced that Lego now has the license for Doctor Who? Is that what you told me? Well, they don't have the license, but they are doing a Doctor Who set. Um, so they they're just doing one... Set. Yeah, they did. That's kind of like the um, the Ghostbusters. the Ghostbuster set that they did the petition <coughs> yeah. with or the creative thing. And well, that was the the thing for um, 
when I talked to my friend Sebastian about the fact that they were trying to get Lego to do the uh, the gate, the T Rex, and the Explorer from Jurassic Park. Right. And I had said, but Jurassic Park is owned, like their building sets are owned by another company or something like that. And they said, no, you know, it's it's with these one-offs, they can try and do right. these sort they of things. They can probably work out a deal or they, something. They work it out, yeah. So once they get so many signatures. That would be that would be my question. I mean, there's already building sets for, for Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. I Which is like do you Meg- have any Mega of them? Block, Mega yeah, Block it's, it's a different company. Right. Do no, actually, I, I don't. I was thinking about getting them, but they're a little bit different size than the. Uh, yeah, they have to be different size than Lego. Right. I think the bricks might work with it, but I think the figures are bigger or something like that. But now they're doing. But uh, is it is so? Is it something where you 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 only want a brick set if it's Lego? Like, would you not, not buy the brick set for the other one? Because uh, they did uh, a package of like all of the doctors in their uh, whatever the company is that you know did their brick size. Um, but I never saw like a full TARDIS that I liked or anything like that. This one, they're doing uh, the tenth Doctor, the eleventh Doctor, I think a twelfth Doctor, and the fourth Doctor, and then the TARDIS. Fourth was the one with the hat and the long scarf, right? right. Okay. And then they're going to do, I think, two of the companions. I think they're doing Rose and Emily, or Emily, Amelia Pond. So that's kind of that, weird to me because it sounds like that set is just basically here's all your. Favorites? Figures? Well, no. It's here's all your figures rather than most of those those petition sets or whatever are really based on whatever the the actual like vehicle is. Like the right. I mean, Main they did piece. the Ecto one. I think was from. Well, see, that. and that's just it. The with, DeLorean was from that. With Doctor Who, you can't really do. I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to do a TARDIS, which will be in scale with the Legos, and then they're doing a, you know, the time console for the in the center of the TARDIS, which is a you know a little separate piece that comes mm-hmm. out. So then you could have your doctors and stuff around it. So they picked the favorite doctors and a couple of the favorite uh, companions to do you know do with it. So they added more figures this time because there's less of a vehicle. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I have to say one of the things that I saw that really excited me were the six-inch uh, legendary figures for Firefly, which I I'm glad because I know that you don't care much about Firefly, but. To actually have a figure now, other than the reaction ones that were really cheesy looking. Well, that was the, the fear that I said when, when reaction came out. I said, whatever you do, don't buy those. Because right. if they're successful, then people will just say, you know what, we don't need to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, But this is nice because I, I like the six-inch because they're a little bit more like a statue type thing. I mean, you've seen how many I have around. you know, Like I have all of the uh, – I have all the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, selected uh, – um, well, that's like that's Captain America. Bar- yeah, that's how I've been looking at action figures um, <laughs> for the past couple of years. Is you know instead of playing around with them, I just you know put them up somewhere, pose them as a display piece. It's a cheap statue. Well, <laughs> see, unlike unlike the three and three quarters, where you know, like if it's Star Wars, I'll get just a, or at least before they went to five point, I was getting just about every figure there was. And I mean, to me, that's a little bit different than those are actually more playable than the six inch figures, which you know. I, I think like you're doing the same thing with both. I mean, you're 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 using three quarter. To me, three and three quarters fun to do. It's it's my favorite size because you know ostensibly. You it, well, no, but it's also it should be cheaper. Right. It's hard to sit there and go, I can spend twenty dollars on one figure that's six inch, or I can spend twenty dollars on two figures that are three and three quarter. Um, and usually they have more accessories too. Six inches you don't have a lot of stuff that usually come with them. Um, I don't have a lot of six inch for a long time. The only six inch stuff that I was buying was the Marvel Legends Thor. If it was a Thor piece, that's right. what I got. But 
you know, ended up with a lot of figures from the Captain America line to end up finishing that Mandroid. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, obviously yeah. the new Star Wars ones. And, and yeah, I still haven't gotten all of them. I never got the Greedo. I never got the Slave Leia. The don't, wor- don't worry, you can find those everywhere. <laughs> you think so? Did you get the Han? Yeah. Han is actually one of the ones, few ones I have open. I gotta find the rest of the ones I have to actually open them up. <laughs> yeah, I, I never picked up R two, and I should have picked up R two. Yeah, I picked up the whole first series: R two, Maul, the Sand Trooper, and Luke in the pilot outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got all of the Lukes so far that have been out, and I picked up the the black uh, or the Shadow Trooper. Yeah, biker I, had, I had to skip that set. I couldn't afford that set at Christmas. But in terms of six inch, like I, I like six inch for for kind of what you can do with them now, especially buying the DBZ stuff from SH Fig Arts. I mm-hmm. mean, those are six inch or just above six inch or whatever, yeah. And super crazy posable. And do I bought you like the uh, the, the Batman figures? Adventure. Um, the build the figures. I never really. The only reason that I ended up getting the Android one was because like you gave me a piece and Ethan gave me a piece, right. And I was able to track down the rest of it because looking at the set, I was like, I don't want whatever the Winter Soldier that you got. I, mm-hmm. I think you gave me the, your piece for that. And I looked, I was like, I wouldn't buy the Winter Soldier on my own. It's not one of my favorite characters. Right. And mm-hmm. I had what piece did I get from you? I got you both the legs. And I yeah, but I can't remember which. No, yeah, one, I can't remember which one of the legs came with the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Someone gave me the head. I think you got the head yourself. You bought the uh, the Marvel Captain uh, Captain America. Did I? The Marvel Now, yeah. Well, yeah, I do have that one because that's the brighter costume. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The only two I picked I up remember. were uh, the Winter the Soldier, Soldier and the World War Two Cap. The World War Two Cap that comes with a modern gun that yeah. barely fits in his hand. <laughs> yeah. That's what turned me off to that. I looked at that and I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to get this whole set because the Winter Soldier was fine, but like I said, I don't, I don't. I had care. to doctor him a little bit. Like under his eye makeup was too much. It was kind of yeah. like going down his cheekbones. But other than that, I mean, the build a figure stuff, it just be it becomes so hard to do. It's mm-hmm. the only build a figure I've ever finished, and like I said, I needed somebody else's help to do it. And, and even then, you ever finished because I wasn't buying anything. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things is when the 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 Thor. Um, I think the first one I bought was the Thor when he was. He was basically Odin. Odin had gone into the Odin sleep, and Thor was the head of Asgard. Mm-hmm. And so he's got a different costume, and he's got a full beard and everything. That was one of the first ones I bought. It didn't have a Build-A-Figure piece. And I'm like, this is great. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about the stupid extra piece yeah. that I'm never going to do anything with. Right. But that's what happened with Captain America, the, the World War II one. He right. didn't come with anything. And then Winter Soldier came with this really stupid red, I guess it was supposed to be like rifle. a futuristic you know, sniper rifle. So I ended up finding a... Uh, a, a sniper rifle that would fit him and look good, and now that came like out of a like a four inch line that was like this really crappy thing that I found for it, like, seven bucks, and I found the same yeah. pack at the dollar store like a few weeks later. Oh really? So <laughs> you kind of showed, showed it. I think I sent you a message. I was like, yeah. Look what you paid. So I paid for. six bucks or seven bucks for one gun, which you know, I mean, and it's not like it's a Marauder type gun. Um, anything that you uh, didn't like that you saw at Toy Fair? Um, anything that would be five POA, I guess. I don't know. I don't. There wasn't anything that I went out of my way and went, oh, because there wasn't a lot of Star Wars shown. I mean, back there was barely anything. No, and I wonder. I think you had said that they may keep it for celebration. Yeah, I don't know. And and I think part of it also is you're not going to have. I don't think they're going to have a lot of new figures before November. Seven. Yeah, you know when whenever these figures come out. Well, that's what. So yeah, if you I don't look think back you're going to see anything here. If you look back at all of the movie lines for Star Wars. 
they never showed you anything that was coming out. They just said, "Hey, we're going to do a release," or you know, it's coming. And then all yeah, of I don't remember. Hit. I don't remember if they showed because Comic Con Toy we, Fair. Because basically, you know, the last the last movie release is two thousand five for episode three. Mm-hmm. It was released first week of April. Yes, um, a month before the movie. Yeah, and I don't. That would have been. That actually probably would have been like two weeks from Toy Fair back then, because I thought to, I think Toy Fair moved up a couple of weeks a, a few years ago. I thought I think I seem Toy to Fair used to be like April, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like early April or mid April. So I don't know if they would have shown anything of like, hey, it's, it's just two weeks from now. People would have already ordered it. So. Yeah, but a lot of that, you know, they because obviously they want to try to keep the movie stuff a surprise, but they, you know, like we were talking about when the in the not. Or the episode that's not going to air, whatever we want. Phantom episode. Yeah, the Phantom episode. There we go. That, you know, the, they can't wait too long to put those figures out, but they need to put them out, you know, right around the I time think, of the I movie. I think they're trying very hard to not have even images leak before they actually hit the shelves. Because, right. again, it's not like they have to show Toys R Us and Target and Walmart and Walgreens and every other major retailer, hey, look what these figures are going to look like. As much as they're saying, hey, we're doing a five POA line, we're doing a black series line, this is how much the case is, this this is how many different figures are in it. Sure, all Target cares about is if there's 12 figures in a case, are are they six figures that are two each? Are there nine figures with some doubles? Whatever is that sort of thing. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm hoping that's one of the things that Target and Toys R Us. And the other thing is they have Rebels to show people, right? You know, like I know at Comic Con, you know, we but always, like we the, go to the, the second Hasbro. series just came out. I don't know if they're going to do another Rebel series before the end of the year. It's. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more figures that are going to be in season two that aren't out yet. That they yeah, what season two is what midsummer. September, maybe I September. I, I, I don't know how many more figures we'll I see. I know that before. they said at Celebration we'll see the, the premiere of season two. So, but, you know, remember, like Comic Con always has the Hasbro, you know. Uh, Star, yeah, but the, the thing is, like, we look panel. at that and we're like, oh my God. And it's because we forgot that we already saw those months right. ago. I mean, Hasbro at Comic Con doesn't really show much that isn't already even seen. There's usually a figure reveal or another figure reveal. Or there's gonna, I mean, there's like a, a a figure that's either in concept or prototype form. Well, like this year or, or last year, the 2014, they did the Walgreens exclusive mm-hmm. prototype Macquarie. They had never shown that before. It was announced and shown at Comic Con <laughs> and pre-ordered and yeah, sold out and at, at Comic Con. <laughs> Which you can't even see, you can't even find anywhere. Okay, so um, well, I guess I, I have on here. What was your least favorite thing? But we we just covered that. Um, was there anything that you saw that you probably wouldn't have got, but now you think that you might? From Toy Fair, I don't know if it's something I would say that I, I probably wouldn't. If you would have told me that, hey, there's a Batmobile <laughs> from the Batman animated line, and it's going to be in scale, I'd be like, oh, I'm not getting that because it's going to be too expensive and it's going to be too big. And once you see it, you're like, okay, wait, I need that. That's right. awesome. Crap, I need it. <laughs> I have to go, I have to go buy one of the Batmans now. I only have Batman animated line. I bought Mr. Freeze because I, I, I love the design sense of Mr. Freeze through all the different mm-hmm. types of Batman media. And so all I've bought so far is him, and I think I ordered Killer Croc or something like that. Yeah. 
So I didn't even get the regular Batman, and now that I look at this, I'm like, I have to go get a Batman just to put him in, mm-hmm. in that. I really want one of those things. <laughs> right. Dude, this thing is incredible. So with Toy Fair becoming bigger and bigger, and obviously with the internet and social media, and you know, you're seeing all of these toys and things out in February now for movies that are going to be out in the summer. I mean, we saw that there was a big spoiler released at Toy Fair for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. That, you know, well, like I said, they had already the images had already been spoiled weeks before because the thing was it wasn't the toys that spoiled it; it was party supplies, right? As they're trying to sell these other ancillary merchandise stuff that's got these pictures of these dinosaurs slapped on it. So the 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 big new creature, the Indominus Rex, is already on like a plate that made it all over the internet two weeks before, right? But they also showed like a couple other combination. You know, yeah, and there's no guarantee they'll be in. There. I mean, they they came up with a lot of dinosaurs that weren't in the movie in the first one too. Right. There's like two or three of the, which the, is kind of like where this alpha, idea stemmed from. I would almost say. Well, they they did a series after. I think it was after Lost World, and they did like a combiner type of thing, and there were one or two dinosaurs from it. They have like one huge velociraptor looking thing that's got like pteranodon type wings mm-hmm. and it's all weirdly colored and it's got you know different feathers and stuff like that and i think it's got a club on its tail or whatever and it was like oh look it combines all these different dinosaurs it's a bitching looking thing because it's so huge um did you like the stegosaurus slash uh, I, if it's just a toy yes if it's in the movie then i'm gonna be like Ugh, i don't know about this one i don't know if because, this is, this know, is really Jurassic where i want to go there have been other triceratops or triceratopses that have come about that we've seen. Yeah, I just I don't like the idea of them doing just like this straight combination type thing. Yeah. So that one, that one, that kind of dialed back, Mike. So I'm like, are they really going to do this, or are they just going to go straight forward with the? But do you think that with Toy Fair becoming bigger and bigger and everything, that there's the potential of spoiling a lot of these big movies? Well, I think as we've discussed many times before, movie at houses, this point, it mo- doesn't mo- no, movie houses don't care. Yeah. Because they're not the spoilers aren't ruining anything. There's nobody that's not going to a film. You know, when we find out that Han Solo dies, speaking during of which, a celebration, we'll do that later. You want to do that later? When, yeah, when we when when we find yeah, that out, gonna be, it's, there's going to be an action figure at, um, celebration. Death, death of Han Solo. You know, Han Solo's death, like he's in a coffin. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's something now where the there's too much money involved. Nobody can do what Star Wars did in 1977 and just sell you a, an empty box, right? You know, no one can do that anymore. Well, There's we, no we way. Talked about we did the same thing with, the, the, I mean, the go to uh, to ET in 1982, uh-huh. and they said the reason, part of the reason, you have at that time the biggest movie that has ever existed in the history of the planet, and there's no toys for it because Steven Spielberg demanded that no one know what the the creature right. looked like until the movie came. Gremlins, out. he did the same thing. Yeah, but Gremlins is a different different beast. Gremlins didn't have. Gremlins is not a type of movie where. The day after it came out, all these kids went to see it, and then they would go to Toys R Us or Sears or whatever where it was selling toys back then, and they go in like, "I want ET stuff. We don't have it. Yeah, it doesn't exist. They well, didn't start making a Mogwai it. right then. Yeah, well, yeah, and even then, it's it's still now you just can't you can't miss that opportunity. Well, okay. Speaking of missing that opportunity, James Gunn did mention the fact that the reason there wasn't a Baby Groot with the release of Guardians of the Galaxy because he didn't want that moment spoiled. So now here we are, and one, they, and, five and months after. They lost a ton of money. Yeah, they lost a ton of money on that piece of merchandise. But he did save the spoiler. They save the spoiler, but they lost a ton. Look, 
The amount of money that they lost in the merchandising of that piece was a hell of a lot more than people who didn't who who would have said, "Oh, I'm not going to go see the movie because now I know the ending." Well, how or well I know did what's the ba- in it. how how well did the baby uh, Groot Funko do? The baby Groot Funko didn't do as well as it would have if it came out on August 18th. That is true. I, I mean, I can see that. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you straight up. That's all people were looking for. And there's no was way. anything for all the merchandise. All anybody wanted was Rocket and Baby Groot. That's and, it. And there's really no way to to keep that, uh, keep a toy company quiet long enough for that to be. You can't. There's too many people that work on these things yeah. now. And, and it's there's too many people that too many people that work on them. And the and they access get to in, get in them. Well, just the access to be able to put it out there is too easy. It's not like it used to be where if you had if you were making toys for Return of the Jedi and you really wanted to 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 spoil everybody of what the Ewoks look like, you had to find someone who would curry pictures, you know, courier pictures that you would take clandestinely in an, in a in a factory right. all the way across to here to America to find a publication a, a, a fan magazine or whatever that would publish it versus now I just take out my cell phone, click, click. And then I just go on my Facebook page and put new star Wars figures. I guarantee you we'll see new star Wars figures in the summer. Well, You'll I see somebody I, I putting those pictures after, out so in April. We'll see. I, we'll probably see them. I mean, as it turned out that the, the remember when the um, Latino review published the, um, designed for the stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and we all were like, "I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true." That was right on. That's yeah. exactly what it looked like. So it's just it's too easy. There's too many avenues, and it's just going to happen. And it's going to keep happening because it does. It doesn't affect any of the movies, right? To be inter- I would love to go back in time and find out how much different Empire Strikes Back would have been is if in April everybody found out that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Oh God! You I wonder what that would have done with that movie. Like, how much money would have been lost? If that would have if happened, reveal and for something like that anymore, I don't think you can have that type of a reveal for some uh, a movie that big. Well, I think part of the problem now is so many filmmakers are trying to make these huge twists in the third act mm-hmm. to try and keep people off their game. And oh, you can't you can't get a fairly straightforward movie with what really is sort of a reveal that's like okay. Because you're just going to have it spoiled. Right. We're going to know Han Solo dies before it happens. You know, we're going to know right now. Because of his action figure. We're going to know Carrie Fisher probably didn't get as thin as, as we wanted them to. Well, speaking of movies, last night was the Oscars. No, she's pregnant. Uh, Carrie Fisher Carrie pregnant like, in that movie? She's like, like 60. Like, I was going to say, 65 years old. Plot twist. I guess, you know, she could be... Well, I was gonna say uh, she's not really from uh, from Alderaan because she's. I guess you know from, if you're from Naboo, maybe you know you have that DNA that can make you live longer or die for no reason. Um. So yeah, the Oscars died were of heartbreak. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the Oscars were last night, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, bashing of superhero movies, wasn't there? Jack Black, right in the beginning of it, kind of the only interesting part in the entire film, or the entire award show, was the beginning. Was Jack Black's piece? Yeah, that was it. That's the only thing that I thought was actually any sort had any any bite, any uh, 
Jeez, just you didn't like them singing uh, "Everything Is Awesome" and handing out. Yeah, that Lego was fine. But this, uh, in terms of like anything they were, that they had singing it, anything that had any sort of real bite about what's going on in Hollywood and and where we're going, you have nine Best Picture nominees that, if you take out American Sniper, made less money than like the the movie about the zombies that love back in February. I mean, it, not, none of War these other bodies. films. Yeah. None of these other films made any cash at all. Right. And but you're sitting here saying well, why is that? Well, now it's because everything has to be a sequel, a prequel, a threequel, a superhero, mm-hmm. a comic book. And Jack Black's piece was was it's spot on. Yeah. Th- that 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 whole number between Neil Patrick Harris and Anna Kendrick and Jack Black was great. It was brilliant. Uh-huh. And everything after that was very lukewarm. You didn't like, you know, like John Travolta uh-huh. and uh, John Travolta's Zee. creepy apology of that trying to rape her face. So creepy. Not to mention when he tried to uh, like touch uh, Scarlett Johansson's baby bump while giving her a kiss on the cheek. That man, <laughs> that man, that man is creepy. That that whole exchange with him and. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. I mean, I like you know, but they did. You know, it was funny. I was listening to Kevin Bean this morning. They're talking about this. They pretty much ran that joke straight to the ground, where it's no longer funny. Oh no, it's still funny. <laughs> I can still listen to that what all she, the time. What did she call him? Goth or uh, it was like yeah, Gar- Goth Goth Jabberwich or whatever. But that the great joke was Benedict Cumberbatch. Which is the name you get when John Travolta tries to pronounce Ben Affleck. Yeah, I love that. Did you see Ben Affleck's look on his face when they did that? Because <laughs> they cut to him. Um, any surprise winners last night? No, my surprise no. is that I had a friend who had a Oscar party with, I think, 10 other people. and Didn't invite you? Well, no, no one's going to invite me to anything. Uh, she took a picture of the board they had, and not a single one of them picked Eddie Raymond. Raymond. Really? Yes, not one. I'm like I, I'm looking at their list and going I would have destroyed you guys because you guys got I would have oh, picked, picked him I, even though even though I would have liked to I was like, see look, Michael Keaton win no, no, there's no. no way here's the thing Eddie Raymond's playing not only a real person right checkbox number one a disabled person checkbox number two and a person who becomes disabled throughout the course of the well, film well that's just it he was going through the disability that is everybody who's in the academy goes uh that I have to right that's a rule. Yeah, there was no way. There was no way anyone else was going to win that category. Yeah, there was no way. But here's the other thing. Not to mention that because even I'm telling you, thousands of people voted for him who never saw that film. Yeah, never saw it. Not even to mention that you know every other award show leading up to the Oscars, he's won the yeah. award because well, the he, thing is, I was like, oh, Michael Keaton won at the Gold Globes. No, he won for a comedy. Right. Because they put that they put Birdman into the comedy category. Right. And then, or and then they won for cast, I think, too, and uh-huh. one of the SAG awards. It won for best cast. So, like, no, no, he's won the award. I'm like, no, he hasn't won. He hasn't won best actor in a dramatic film at right. any of these awards show. Well, here's it's the thing all Eddie. He was on. He was on the Graham Norton show back in January, I think, or December. And when he, it was after the announcements were made, and he, when they say, you know, I don't care. I was just glad to be nominated. He truly was uh, just amazed that he was even nominated for being the best actor. You yeah. Know? yeah, and, and that thing. I, and when he won his speech, here's I mean, the, here's the thing that that I think hurt him as much as anything else is that movie when it started to gain that steam and people are just like, oh look, it's 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 real. Yeah, this is what he went through after Batman. He's like, no, I didn't. 
I, I, I have no problem. I walked away from Batman. Right. I'm fine with it. I had no problem walking away from it. I did the films I wanted to do. I live in a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I did exactly what I wanted. I have no You're problem about with Michael this. Keaton. Michael Keaton. But there's so many people that I think still, as Academy voters, are watching that film going, oh, it's so amazing that he was able to find exactly what he went through and just acted it out it, it's like i think so many people still believe that's michael keaton's story right that all it's just totally him that it's him and this was the whole thing about batman and he never got another job and i'm like michael keaton's been a successful actor after and all that stuff yeah there was just there was no way the only hey the only movie that he probably that probably hurt him was the herbie movie <laughs> with, with Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan um outside of touch my peppies too outside that, of that was a brilliant if, movie if you get he played four different characters in that movie. So, if you get the there's basically ten categories that anybody cares about, and this is my thing again. You take those ten categories, get rid of all the others. I know everybody wants, but we have to celebrate set design and costume. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, I guarantee that. you. I guarantee you. I haven't even looked in, at any of the reports or anything. I guarantee you, this is the lowest rated Oscars in history, because you have nine films that nobody went to see. Right. You don't have any buzz stories. There's no, you know, dead people up for supporting actor like there was with Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. There's no like controversial film or anything like that. So even as much as as much controversy as there with American Sniper, but there was it really American is in some of the snipers. Uh, Selma. There was a lot of. So well, that's the thing is the, once it's not nominated, who cares? If it would have been, it's nominated. In all of these different categories, and now we see if the Academy decides that we don't like black people again yeah. after last year. I can't hear myself at all anymore. I barely, yeah, you barely turned it. Um, there was a lot of political uh, But there always is. Not, this year seemed to be more than This the year last there's more. It, it, again, this is – you take those ten categories, and that's all you do. Because as Jimmy Kimmel said afterwards, if you, ha- if you win the Oscar for short – for best uh, uh, documentary short subject, mm-hmm. you can't have your speech be longer than your film. Right. If your film is 35 minutes, you don't get 45 minutes. Which, to by do the way, speech. he did a great job of playing off. The he just end. keeps. And that's the thing is, you, you have the thing the the playing off gets really old after a while because it's really rude. But you're also sitting there going, "Dude, just shut up." Right. You know, I'm sitting there watching this guy going, "Look, you made a great film. I'm sure that's fantastic. I don't care." Yeah. Just, just move, just go. Patricia Arquette's thing really has nothing to do with her film. That, yeah, that it's just nothing. up there, basically. Like, I have a chance to say something. Here we go. I thought Julianne Moore's speech was very reserved. Uh-huh. It was very much like, I can't believe I won this, but it wasn't. Eddie Raymond seemed much more like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah, finally, this is great. Where Julianne Moore is what been nominated nine times right. and she finally won for a movie that Julianne Moore didn't even see. Yep. Nobody saw that film. So, out of the ten categories, I think I only got two wrong. Did you think that uh, the Grand Budapest, the way the, the night started out, was going to just take everything? No. I thought it would take everything in production design and costume design, but nothing else. Because it's it's Wes Anderson's movies are always like this. Right. They're, they look fantastic. They're, the set it looks amazing. The shots look amazing. The costumes look amazing. But when you put everything together, it's not going to touch a film like Birdman, Selma, American sure. Sniper. It just isn't. It's a playful film. Yeah, and it's just I, when looking at even those kind of shorter categories, I said it's going to win all of these sort of things because it looks different than the others. I thought the only one that might beat it is 
is Birdman because the way that it for was cinematography. Well, cinematography, which it won. Which yeah. Director, which it won, which I picked. Best picture, which it won, which I was on the fence. I was, but I picked it. I two weeks ago, I would have told you that American Sniper had had garnered enough. But once that backlash hit so hard, I'm like, eh, maybe I thought, not. I thought Selma would take it just because there was no way Selma was ever going to win. Because it wasn't nominated in any of those other categories. And when right. you have a film, because the way the Academy works is you're ranking films. Sure. And your numbers start to add up. When you're not in those other categories, usually that means the number that you're putting for Selma, for if I'm rating seven pictures, Birdman gets one, so that's ten points. Mm-hmm. Boyhood gets two, that's nine points. Three, four, five. You're putting Selma down at like seven or eight. Right. I would. I, they'll never reveal the numbers. I bet you Selma was the ninth picture, or eighth picture, however many best picture nominees there were. That would have been the bottom one because Selma has two problems going with going against it. Number one, really late in the theater, and yes. number two, production company never sent out screeners. That is true. Most of the people in the Academy did not see that film. And Matt Atchity of Rotten Tomatoes was on Kevin and Bean on Thursday or Friday, and he was talking about that. And Kevin said. But that's part of their job. Shouldn't they be going to the movies? And Matt said, "Yeah, but that film was released in December." And there's these so people. Many the movies. people in the academy have lives too. They're still working. Mm-hmm. They still have families, shopping, travel, all the things that you have to do. They have to do it too. And you're telling them to carve out three hours to get to the theater, get your tickets, find your seat, watch a two and a half hour movie, leave, go home. You can. Yes, they should have seen it. That's what screeners are for. Exactly. That's why they send those things out. That. Yeah. And they didn't send out screeners for that film. That film had no chance. There was yeah. no chance that film was going to win. It was a sh- to me, it was a shock it was nominated. And not because it was, it's a picture about Martin Luther King, not because it's a picture about African-American experience. It's because nobody saw I mean, it. I thought maybe just because it might gain, gain some speed just because it is the 50th anniversary. And, you know. There was no way. that I thought the only other film that had a chance of winning was Boyhood. Really? You didn't think of... Uh, um, um, oh, God. I just lost... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, no, Invitation. nobody Invitation saw that. Game. Nobody saw that thing either. That's a nice film. That's right in the middle. Yeah. It's we know this is a great picture. We know there's good acting. There's a good story. It's there's good production value. It's directed well, but there's nothing in it that set it apart from anything else. There was nothing that's like. True. There's nothing. It Boyhood was the only thing I thought could could beat, um, Birdman because it's so different. It's so different and. It's celebrated as an entire visionary piece. He wasn't going to win for director right. because they're like directing. It's directed it well. Was, it was just directed like but any the other movie. Idea was the director's fantastic, but the right. director, the, his part as a director was not. Let's shoot this over a weekend for every year for twelve years. It was him as a producer, a writer, a creator, right? An idea, and that's where I thought it could have been best picture. But in the end, I clicked off Birdman. Because I said it, it, it sustained the same amount of steam when it first came out. Well, when the backlash to it hit, of people going, "There's not really a story here. There's nothing." You know, there were a lot of people like, "It's a lot of tricks. It's a lot of craziness." Birdman? Yeah, a lot of craziness, a lot of tricks, a lot of like, okay, but it doesn't really hold itself together. I know. Again, going back to local radio shows, Ralph Garman, who's the, does right. the showbiz on Kevin and Bean, was like that. He's like, "It's a nice film, but it's not. It's definitely not something that's well, after, amazing." After the way the wrestler did you know several years back now i th- to me this is that same type of film uh, birdman that is and that's why i thought it should definitely either get best actor or best picture 
Yeah, so I didn't think it was the, the only two. That so when I you were picked, up against the, the guy only that two that I picked wrong were best supporting actress, and right now I cannot remember who the hell I clicked off for that. And best original song. I think the only other because person the Glenn, the Glenn Campbell song I thought would do it because that song, yeah, is crushes your soul, then <laughs> eats it, shits it out, smashes that shit, and then eats it again. Yeah. That song is incredible. But then when you make Captain Kirk cry, I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, Glory's gonna. I thought Glory. W- I thought the 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 Glory song from Selma was was gonna be a little too political for it because it's not a song about Selma. If you no, listen, if you not. listen to Common Rap. It's about Ferguson. It's about you know yes. being incarcerated now. It's about a lot of the African American experience in modern times. Mm-hmm. And I thought that isn't a song for the movie. And so that's why I didn't. I didn't think it would win. I, I thought the exact same thing when I was listening. I to thought that song. Glenn Campbell song is just oh yeah. I thought oh. I thought Glenn Campbell song was going to win it, or I thought that story uh, behind it, like oh, oh. the Lego Movie song was going to win. There was no way again. Lego Movie song was never going to win because it just isn't deep enough. It's a great song. But it's well, uh, one of there's things. nothing deep about that song at no, all. No, but that's the thing is it was it's it's in there because they're like this is a song that encapsulates the movie because it's fun and it's and it's crazy and it's you know this neat stuff and it does all this stuff all over the place. But in terms of what an academy is going to vote for, that's there was no way. What do you think about J.K. Uh, Simmons winning uh, best supporting? There actor? was no way he was going to lose that either. What do you think of his speech? The speech was fine. Yeah. But again, the speech had nothing to do with it. You know, the just basically like no, it was, yeah. my mom is awesome. Your mom is awesome. My Make wife sure is call, a mom is awesome. Call, call your, your mom. Don't text them. And I thought I was hoping just do it in character. Just <laughs> like be really angry. Call your mom. Um, <laughs> just you just won an Oscar or whatever. The I loved it. I, and speaking of Kevin and Bean, uh, this morning they were talking about it, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, I just saw last night. I saw." Uh, no, actually, I think it was uh, Ryan Seacrest because I was flipping through right before because uh, K Rock was on a song, and uh, Ryan Seacrest goes, "Yeah, I saw my uh, my insurance guy on TV last night win an Oscar." <laughs> I was like, you know, he's one of those guys that is a very humble man, and we were talking about him, you know, with the Spider Man episode, you know, maybe coming back or should he come back to Spider Man or not? But he is one of those character actors that when you see him in a film, well, you also forget he was on Oz. Right, and he was like not a great person on Oz either. Supposedly he was like a badass. Well, he on also show. had a, a short run TV series where he was played a blind man or something. You know, yeah, he's uh, a blind oh, father. Yeah. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it, but yeah, I remember the commercial. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make it half a season. Half a season. But no, I mean he's got chops. I, I looking again at that category for those people that were in, and I'm like, there's no way that guy's not winning. Yeah, there's no way that guy's not winning. Julianne Moore, I said this was a perfect year for Julianne Moore to be nominated because you have a lot of nominations in that category that weren't particularly strong uh-huh. or they were people who had already won a bunch. Meryl Streep. Yeah, and so you look at it and go, this is the year that I can give it to her and no one, I can vote for her and I don't have to feel guilty about it. Yeah. I, don't, I can vote for her as a body of work and I'm like, I'm not taking away anything from someone who is probably going to win it somewhere down the line right. or has already won it a whole bunch of times. So that's where I was like, actress is totally her. <laughs> or is Neil Patrick Harris said the California state mandates that you put Meryl Streep in this category? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so did you think that Emma Stone should have won for uh, Best Supporting? No. That I, don't, I, don't rem- I don't remember who I picked. It wasn't Emma Stone, though. It was somebody from... It was Emma Stone, Keira Knightley, um, uh, Patricia Arquette. 
Um, wasn't it? Um, oh shit! What's her name from? Uh, um, I don't remember. The Theory of Everything. Uh, Wasn't she actress? Because she was a leading actress. Was she leading actress or best uh, supporting? Uh, let's I see. Lead was she lead? Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say that wouldn't be. Let's see. Best supporting actress. Ethan, <laughs> anything you got to say about the Oscars? Yeah, Ethan, say something while I'm looking I up. didn't. I didn't watch it. I was working. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, but you know the results. Okay, yeah, you know the results. No, I, saw, I saw like some clips here and there. What um, do you think of Big Hero 6 winning the best animated? I thought that was cool. I actually thought that... Uh, Oh, I thought it was going to be Laura Dern. Oh, yes. That's who it was. Mm. Patricia Arquette, Meryl Streep, Kieran Knightley, Laura Dern, and Emma Stone were the nominees. I thought Laura Dern was going to win for that, for for it. Whiplash? No, for Wild. Or Wild, yes. She was not Whiplash. She was not a drummer. No, I don't know. It was the other other W movie. What did you think of it being like three and a half hours long? The funny thing was, we DVR'd it last night, right? Because we had... We went over to uh, Stephanie and Austin's to see their new baby, and we were watching the beginning of it, but we DVR'd it. When we got back, it didn't tape the last 20, 30, 42 hours, whatever it ended up yeah, being. It was, well, that's what it they do now. three hours. Well, right, because that's where, the, that's where the broadcast ended. Right. The broadcast in your DVR would have stopped. It was 5.30 to 8.30. Mm-hmm. And then what they do is they put... Uh, like after, you know, on the red carpet after, right. and then they have an hour long Oscar wrap up thing, and then Jimmy Kimmel's on at 10 uh-huh. o'clock. What they did with the, with those, they use those because they're live also. Right. And so that way they don't have ends. to fill. Yeah. It ended like 42 minutes into that hour. I mean, it was, I don't know how long it was, but it was really, I wasn't, I was like half watching it, half not watching it. I was doing laundry. Uh-huh. I was, you know, I had dinner during most of it. I fast forward through a lot of it. Um, like we we totally we totally we got the best uh, male, but then we missed female and everything, so we missed all of McConaughey up there. We missed uh, we missed uh, Sean Acting. Penn coming out. That's really fine. Who was v- apparently very awkward. Sean Penn's always awkward. Sean Penn was really awkward because yeah, his he was making jokes that are personal to them and well, that no one else would understand. The the <laughs> his <laughs> did you see what About he did when he card. opened it up? Yeah, yeah. It's like who gave this son of a bitch a green card? Yeah, and like. That is the most un-Sean Penn of Sean Penn jokes I right. could ever hear. This is a guy who's fought for all this type of stuff, and yet... That's what they were saying. It was, it was so, so left. Weird. And, and there was so much of it was awkward. Yeah. Because a lot of Neil... I, I like Neil Patrick Harris. I've been saying for years that I thought he should host the Oscars. I'm saying now I was wrong. He they, should you never didn't host. like his uh, envelope reveal, the magic his, trick? That part was fine. Him coming but out of his underwear? But the bulk of the show... Is all one line non sequiturs. Oh, it's totally, non- and it's just kind of throwaway stuff. Nothing biting. Nothing uh, Ellen really. G- Ellen DeGeneres was kind of like that too, but it, she that's she kind of the way they do now. But yeah, it wasn't. It, it, as I've said, that the hosting that they do in the Golden Globes is always better because they usually get somebody who kind of rips on these people, right? And there's a little bit there, but there really wasn't. You know, that year I think Conan O'Brien did one, and it was it was it was kind of harsh because he's used to this sort of thing of. Kind of beating them up. Oh, when uh, when uh, Gervais did it, it was well. No, I'm talking about the the Oscars. Oh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I think Conan O'Brien hosted the Oscars. Billy once. Crystal's always done a great. Billy job. Crystal did a great job because he kind of towed that line to. It's a hard show to do because I think even Billy Crystal said is like you can't be mean to these people. They're right. right in front of you. Right. So there's so little that you can do. Um, the best joke of all time is still Steve Martin's 
about Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz plays a character who is is a Nazi s- searching for Jews. Christoph, and then just opens his arms <laughs> towards the audience. Is one of my favorite jokes of all time. Well, what did just you, so, Christoph? Whoop, there you what go. Did you think it, Hugh Jackman did a good job. Did Hugh Jackman host the Oscars? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that at all. He did it like two years in a row, didn't he? Um, maybe. Wow, I don't yeah. remember that at all. He did uh, it, um, I think, right before Anne Hathaway and James Franco. Oh, I think he did it before. The and Anne after. Hathaway James that Franco was one did. Did was fascinating. It was fascinating for all the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> because the chemistry with them was was insane. Yeah, because he the, did it after because the two he surprises, Anne the up. two biggest surprises of the entire night. Lady Gaga comes out. One Normal. that she can sing mm-hmm. like that, and she's she's a classically trained. Uh-huh. You forget mm-hmm. all of the training she has, and two. I've never been attracted to Lady Gaga. She walked out and went, "Oh my god, that woman is gorgeous." Yeah, <laughs> straight up gorgeous. It, it was it was incredible. And I've had even Beth like, was like Beth said the same thing. She's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with you?" Know, I've never seen her like this. And I'm like, "You have to, you know, remember, she was a you know, a drama major, you know, a musical drama, a dramatic major or whatever, where that's what you know what she does out in real life. Plus, what know. she did, she went to like. Didn't she go to Juilliard or something? Yeah, she went to Juilliard. Yeah, like she's she's mm. she has a lot more. Like she can play all these different instruments and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had a long debate today about this sort of thing, and someone's like, "I don't understand." Uh, another coworker said, "I don't understand what she's doing now. Why is she walking away from all this?" And I said, "I think she realizes her fans have gotten past that. She did. There's what a she point. Needed to do she to did get- what she did, and she she developed this cult following. But as I said, those people that you could look at for a while when they're when they're teenagers and young adults and say." You can be weird. You can be crazy. Don't take shit from anybody. All that stuff. Those people hit 25, 26, 27, and then, then they go, I need a job. Yep. I need to work as an accountant. Look at me. I need to go, I need to go do so. I can't still be the person who thinks that someone wearing a meat dress is the most important thing in my Look life. Look at Madonna. She was just like that. Madonna did something Granted, along it wasn't those a meat lines. Dress and things well, like that, Madonna was... became an actress. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm going to do this a little more mainstream. Lady Gaga, because again, coworkers like, what the, what's with the Tony Bennett thing? Is she trying to appeal to forty-five-year-olds? And both Robert and I are like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. because that's where they're going. I brought up the the example of Cheryl Crow when Cheryl Crow got to the point where she said, everybody who's on pop radio is twenty years younger than I am. Everybody who looks like me and sounds like me is on um, is on uh, country radio, and so she changed it to a country, she changed her style a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I thought that piece, that's the kind of stuff I love in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. That that tribute to Julie Andrews, and she comes out, she gets a that huge was, standing ovation. That was amazing. You know, it's it's when you find those people that are royalty within royalty, mm-hmm. you know, the people that stand out. And that's what the to Oscars see Julianne Moore get that 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 standing ovation of, we know, you know, we love you, we've loved you the whole time. Uh-huh. Finally, you win something. I I was kind of shocked that. Uh, uh, Kanye didn't come out and say <laughs> Beyonce <laughs> deserves this award. You all know it. We respect artistry and Beyonce's artistry. <laughs> I can remember who gave her her award. Whoever won for best supporting actor last year. Um, yeah, I it think was, it was uh, Jared Leto. Was it Jared Leto? Yeah. Uh, maybe the the one drawback of that was not to have someone who understood the gravity of that. You know, when you open that envelope and you pause and you pause and you say finally, yeah. and bring her up and. Like she's just warm and wonderful, and you just sit there and go, "She was in Jurassic Park too." Um, but you, no, you're talking about Best Actress. <laughs> she was in Evolution. Well, Best Actress, yes, not Best that supporting. was Matthew McConaughey. That was Matthew McConaughey. That, yeah. yeah, Best Supporting. But even then, didn't didn't say much about the idea that 
Right. You know, but you know, there was there was some cool moments. The the memoriam now that they've like turned down the microphones is always weird, so you yeah, can't hear you the can't audience hear clapping and whatnot. You can't hear anything because it's like, well, it's disrespectful to other people. The mm-hmm. fact that in memoriam did not feature Roger Ebert, um, and didn't feature uh, Joan Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. And I said, I I still think I said from some of the things that people have said, I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think there were many people in Hollywood who actually liked Joan Rivers. And not because she was hard on the red carpet, but I've heard stories well, that she was just she was really terrible to people. But around as far her. as well, I guess actress. If you put her as an actress, I mean, she, if you put look, if you're gonna put people she didn't that do a are a lot of acting, but that's the thing. It's not even it's not an acting thing. In in that, it's not just an acting thing. It's not just even a movie production. These are people that are around. They've had critics in those before. That's true. It'd be interesting to go back and see if they put Gene Siskel. They in. did. Yeah, and they, they didn't did. put Roger Ebert in. Unless I'm wrong, Roger Ebert died before the Oscars last year. I I don't possible. remember when when Roger Ebert passed away. It's possible, but I, think I was he did because uh, I think they had it last year. They maybe maybe him. it was. So maybe I'm wrong. I remember that. seeing Paul, something. Yeah, Paul but Walker I was, was I was. It was weird to see. <laughs> it sounds so morbid. When it starts, you're like, okay, who's going to be the last one? And my money was on Robin Williams, and he was right in the middle. Yeah. And I don't even remember who the last one was. I. It wasn't. It wasn't anybody that was really big. Yeah. Not, it was not like a major figure. Yeah. Because there was like there was like three people. It was like Robin Williams, Lauren Bacall, I think passed uh-huh. away last year. And there's um um. It was Mike Nichols, wasn't it? No. Yes. No, I don't think no, he was no. last. I thought he was last. Might have. It might have. Is either that or Mike Nichols was the one where you actually heard applause. Yeah. And I and then to have Jennifer Hudson come out and do the song after. That was weird. It was weird. It just. It's usually it's usually during it. It's usually during, and you have just like clips uh-huh. or pictures. You know, usually when you get to actors, it was a shock to not have something from Robin Williams up there. Right, and that's something what from an interview. Like- yeah, something from an interview with Mike Nichols. Something. How do you not have something from Lauren Bacall up there? I, I was. It was a weird sort of thing, and it, it seems like now they're like, we don't want to piss anybody we off. Got to hurry and get through. This. Well, not even that. It's like we don't we don't want to upset anybody. You know why did why did you do a clip for Lauren Bacall but you didn't do it for another actress who but there, you know, but was at the same time? But like the actresses or actors, they would do at least a moving one main piece. picture, and then they would do whatever a couple of their most famous moments. To not, I, I still to not have uh, Robin Williams' speech at the end of Dead Poet Society uh-huh. be the end of that. I thought they missed everything. Right or him there. as Peter Pan or something. Not even, the end of Deadpool. That's all oh, that uh, is. But yeah, you're right. That's, you're that's, right. That's everything. Creativity and, and being weird and being that crazy and all a, this stuff. That would have been How amazing. How do you not end it with that? There. That would have. Yeah, you're right. I just I don't. And it, and it felt like to me like, okay, we just don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to try and point out. Well, you know, he did. He did commit suicide. And I and, think and that could be. And I think that's something. But it doesn't. It, at this point, you don't matter. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're he not, committed suicide for a reason. There's stuff that's there. We, but we you're can, not honoring the man. Right. You're honoring. You're, the not, body honoring, of work. you're not honoring. Honoring his death. You're not. You, you you have the community at the time say this. This is a conversation we need to have, and all those other things. Mm-hmm. There's there's something. I don't know. It just. It's in there a was way, it's nothing. Like, there was nothing on that show outside of the the sound and music thing, and that first number. There's nothing on that show that I could tell you was really all that interesting. Yeah. I the, the, the Lego thing was kind of cool. The little Lego statues the that Lego was great. Statues was cool. The only reason I wanted Emma Stone to win Best Supporting Actress was to go up and see her just hold a Lego statue instead. Because when they showed her in the shot, you know, when they they announced yeah. each person, she was She's holding still it. Holding it. 
Um, but yeah, there just wasn't. It just and again, part of it is I didn't see a lot of the film. I don't think I saw any of the Best Picture nominees. I know of them. Don't worry, you're not the only one. No, me <laughs> too. I wanted to see a bunch of them, but I didn't. I, I still tell you, Grand Budapest Hotel is an. No, there's a bunch movie. of. There's like four of them I wanted and to I, see. I was talking mm-hmm. about this today. Grand Budapest Hotel is if somebody that's never watched a Wes Anderson movie that's kind of like shied away from him from you know one reason or another. This is a good wow. starting. Wow, there's a bunch of people in our wall. <laughs> learn math because it's it's weird enough, but it's. it's I want. Uh, did you see the Wes Anderson Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I want a Wes Anderson trailer for all these like crazy movies. I that want a Wes Anderson awesome. tra- trailer for like American Sniper. Oh, God. <laughs> it's that weird music playing in the background. So, the yeah, Oscars was just an, an average. Yeah, it was average. I Walking yeah. Dead probably got more viewership. I'll gu- I, like I said, I guarantee you. That this is the lowest rated Oscars in history. And every year I say the same thing. Right. This is what you need to do. You cut it down to those 10 categories. Yeah. You cut well, you have the governor, all this kind of You have of the governor's, um, not the governor's ball, but you have the you have governor's the, award show. You have the technical show. award show. And what I, I've had this argument with people who are creative people. Like, this is a way to tell people what production design and costume design and sound editing is. I said, right. people don't care. If they care... They're already watching or looking at or reading the trades for those other awards. Would you do? I'm not all saying those, those people shouldn't be nominated. Shouldn't have. The, would you but, do all those awards at the governor's uh, yes. award show and then do like they do? They they make that very quick announcement of it. I wouldn't even do that. You've got to cut. The here's the thing: you're in a society that rarely ever gives two hours to anything. Correct. And you're asking them for three forty-five. Besides a sporting event. Right. You're asking for three hours and forty-five minutes. And you don't to want to watch cut. a broad to watch a broadcast that has so much. Just you're sitting there going, "Okay, enough." And you've okay. already cut down the speeches as much as you possibly you, can. Do you look at the, the problem they have every year? Sporting actresses first, forty awards you don't care about. Here's song. Here's score. Here's writing. Here's writing. Here's directing. Here's but we got to move. Let's go. Best ba- best actress. Go 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 go. Best actress well, Julianne Moore. Great. Move move. Get off the stage. Best actor. All right. Go get go. Do you, you get like towards how they the used end, to do it, where they had and they're just supporting cut, cut, actor, cut. yeah, supporting actress, support uh, the supporting actor, supporting actor, actress, actor, director, best picture. That's how they ended it. Yep, yeah, that was terrible because nobody cared until the last ten minutes. And at the time, you take your six biggest awards and you shove them into like twenty minutes. Right. There's only ten that care, the people care about: picture, director, <clears throat> uh, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. Screenplay, adapted screenplay, score, and song. That's it. Did it seem like the song this year? You know, because usually they make the the songs are a big production. Did it seem like all of the uh, best songs were just like cut down to nothing? Like it was just well, you had to. I mean, you didn't have a big stage set up. You didn't have a big production. They did. They stopped that a long time ago. They, I mean, they haven't done that year, in I mean, year. last year had a couple. The, the year that they did, like, all of them in a medley, that was terrible. That, I thought, was offensive to the to the music. Right. You use the music to break up that piece. Because you're going to do those. This is the way you do it. You do those ten awards. Uh-huh. You do the five, the, the, the change of the song to four instead of five. So you have four nominated songs. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. You do a medley of the score. You have something that celebrates an anniversary. In this case, it was Sound of Music. Right. Julianne just comes out. You have something. You have your in memoriam, mm-hmm. and you may do something as almost like a state of 
thing like you know look at all these great movies that came out that people actually went and saw here's all the marvel movies here's you know right. interstellar here's all these other movies that people went to see and that's it and you have your little bits of jokes and your little pieces i'm telling you if you did that your award show would be so, would so be you two would hours. do a best picture and then best blockbuster no I'm just saying there's a point where talked about there's a now. no but you, there's a point in which they're never going to do that. There's a point in which you celebrate all of those other films. Right. You celebrate all the stuff that Jack Black well, that's <laughs> of all people the Jack Black or things like that. Right. But nobody cares about that. That's right. why those awards are there. Right. You're sitting there going, "Oh, wait, I hope Star Wars wins for best sound editing yeah, because hope, it's I not nominated for anything for else." Best, you know. Yeah. And then it and then the, the recent years it doesn't. Right. You know, they're like, best sound editing, Star Wars or Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, nobody saw Star Wars because they're Academy members and they think it sucks. So Grand Budapest Hotel wins. You know, it's it's it, obviously you have people within their category, the, within the, that piece, actually vote on that piece. You got to trim all that Did shit. Did you think that uh, just trim it? Interstellar was the best pick, best uh, visual effects. I think I, I think I put that down. That's yeah. what it won. It was that yeah. Guardians and something else. Yeah, like I was like, it's. it's this is your chance to give a movie that people thought beforehand was going to be best picture, right? A best picture nominee. It was amazing to see stuff like, like, uh, like I said, with I don't remember, like Un Unbroken had one uh, nomination somewhere, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, I remember when everyone said that was supposed to be like the big movie for the year, and well, nobody liked it. For the for the, uh, I I I wanted even though I wanted Guardians because it's his Guardians. Guardians didn't have any special you know visual effects that haven't been done or seen before. That's it. You're you're at an award that nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. And best that, best best short documentary. We put that on there because we want people to know you should go find Well also this, because you it's should go find this documentary that's thirty minutes. You should go find it. You know who finds it? People who already know it exists in LA and New York. There is no housewife sitting Netflix. in there's no housewife sitting in Iowa going, Oh, we should check that picture out. We should totally And everyone's like, But it's it's an award show for for those people, and it's, no, it's not because you put it on fucking TV, and ABC is paying a lot of money to to carry this. Do you think they should have best animated short then? They do. No, no I saying, said it, out of the ten out no. of the ten categories I picked, that wasn't one of the ones I picked. I don't know if you really put that on there because I don't know if it really fits. Yeah. If you're gonna have best animated feature, but that's the thing, you have best animated feature, and now that animation is so kind of crazy and all over okay, the place. Okay, you have best adapted screenplay and best original screenplay. Yeah. Do you keep both of those? Yeah, I got both of those. Okay. Because there's a difference. There's a difference between a no, an I original idea and you go to John Smith and say, "Here's this book about the guy who broke the Nazi code. Right. Turn it into a film." That's that's a different idea than someone going. I've got this idea about an actor who played a superhero who no longer plays a superhero. That right. I think that's so different. And you look, yes, animated is much different than picture. I do get you, it. Do you think that Big Hero Six should have won? Out of what was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still think it should have been Lego Movie. And people are like, well, Big Hero Six has a better story, and it's a thorough line. I said, yes, but it's not just about that story, right? Lego Movie took so many chances in so many different places. Its ending is so crazy. There's there's a message in it as well, but the, it's also I think Lego Movie it's so brilliantly written for so many different and not that the Big Hero Six old. wasn't brilliantly written. This gets down this gets down to the argument that I've had for the last couple of years. It's stupid to pick five things and say these are better than everything else, but one of these is better than the other four. Right. There's a point to just say, look. There are great performances in a lot of these films. 
we don't need to pick one. They do well, because it, it's all this. But see, the Lego Movie had everything that you could want with an animated film. It had a message. It had yeah. You know what chances. it didn't have a release date that was after August thirty first. True. That's the problem with that film. And you know what? That's happened to a lot of films in the past. Oh yeah. That because there, you've had there's some a, there's films. a number of, that movie opened before the Oscars were telecast in two thousand fourteen. Yes. You have a lot of movies that, and they and they, also the fact that as popular as it was, when you send out screeners for it in September and October. In November, like, I've already seen this. Right. I don't need to see this. And then you don't vote for it because you're like, oh, I just saw Big Hero 6, which was released in November. There, there, it happens. That's why you see a lot of these really hard-hitting movies with December releases. Because oh, yeah. you got to get this them has in been years. That, you got to get deadline. it to the point to get it in for the deadline, get it in where people can get the screeners out so it's in their minds. As someone's as, – as I've heard from a number of people now is, I wish this wasn't this way so that we could have films like – Whiplash and Imitation Game in the spring. Right. Throughout the even year. now we have spring is starting to get dominated by comic book movies. We're seeing comic book movies open March and April. I wish these kind of big films would open in April and March, but they never will. And so right. there's a point, like with me, all those Best Picture nominees came out in like two months outside of like one. I think Whiplash was actually over the summer. But I'm sitting here going, there's three films I want to, I want to see American Sniper, I want to see Birdman, and I want to see Theory of Everything. I don't have time to do any of it. I'm working 60 hours trying to get ready for Christmas. Well, see, I got to do shopping. Hotel and came out last spring, mm-hmm. but it, they got it on HBO and Star Stars are one of them for December. So it was right there where everybody could see it, just like if it was in the movie theater, but people could see yeah, it. There's, at home. there's a lot of things wrong with this, and there's been people that have like kind of exposed the the uh, the campaign process. And people have said now it it's all about campaigning. That's well, it. Well, if you notice it, when you live in L.A., you see a lot of billboards up. Front. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not even that. It's it's campaigning of like having parties for certain people, mm-hmm. screening parties that mm-hmm. you only invite certain people to, of doing this. It, it it is now so much more than what actually is the best picture. Right. And it, again, is there really so? It, 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 to sit there and say Birdman is so much better than. Theory of Everything. Theory of Everything is so much better than American Sniper. These films, even as in themselves, aren't even close. Right. You know, they, they're, their subject matter is sort of... Birdman is 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 a, a dissertation on a single human being. Mm-hmm. Theory of Everything is a biopic, which most of it isn't true. American Sniper it's, is a it's biopic. It's from his wife's uh, uh, book she wrote. The one that she... The, the, the wife that, yes. <laughs> that he left? Yes. <laughs> My nurse is hot by... So, Ethan, go ahead and hit your segue button because Chris did mention the best picture. Segway. So, uh, that's a terrible button. That's a horrible button. Segway. I'm, I'm going to get it fixed. There it is. The segway. best picture of the week had to be Warner Brothers' picture of the new Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, I see what you did. Best picture. Like he's talking about a real Aquaman. picture. I'm going to do the rest of this in his voice. So what do you I'll think about Batman. what do you Batman. think about uniting the seven? It's uniting the seven thieves. No, it's uniting the seven yes, kingdoms. It's not even the seven kingdoms. It's uniting the seven. It's unite the seven big characters. I know, but you know he was in Game of Thrones, and there's seven kingdoms of Game of Thrones. Yeah, his hair's his hair's <laughs> black. Move on. <laughs> what do you do? You like do you like the look? I don't care. It's it's, it's more a cool look. Uh, it's look. It looks like he looks. 
Yeah. It kind of looks like Namor with long hair. It's not even doesn't look like Namor. It looks like he's Dothraki. Dothraki apparently are <laughs> Atlanteans. Yeah, he does actually kind of look like. Yeah. His I'm, I'm just waiting for him to rape some blonde girl, and then that blonde girl goes on to be everybody's favorite. Yeah. She's so strong that she lets him rape her and then falls in love with him. Wait, what? So yeah, on that. No, note. well, the, the the Aquaman thing, the, the funniest thing I saw from it from was the the cartoon from Our Valued Customer, uh, the the cartoon shorts that they put on there, the single panels where the <laughs> the no. guy says, "You've been bitching about Aquaman and how stupid he is for so long, and now you're outraged because he doesn't have blonde hair." <laughs> I hate being your friend sometimes. <laughs> you know, something along those lines. Where it is, like a lot of people, are like, I didn't care about Aquaman. Or, oh wait, he's not blonde. Yeah, I'm, no, like, this can't happen. He have I was like, you didn't, you didn't even want you you. We're pissed off at the idea that there was going to be an Aquaman movie in the first place because you thought he was dumb, and now you're mad because he doesn't look like the way you think he's going to look like. I could bitch about the fact that he doesn't have a harpoon for a hand because that's the only time I ever read Aquaman. Well, that's yeah, that was when that was the cool Aquaman, the harpoon for a hand. Cool Aquaman was awesome. You know why it was cool? Because Peter David wrote it. Beard. Peter David wrote the hell out of that thing. Aquaman's never. Did you want Aquaman to be in the orange shirt with the green? No, he was never going to be. This goes all the way back to X-Men in 2000, where everyone's like, they're in black costume, they're in black costume, they're in black costume. Have you seen what a yellow and blue costumes look like on the screen? They look like crap. And we saw them in first class. Yeah, but they still weren't spandex costumes, and that blue was really muted, mm-hmm. and it's the right choice. Here, it's just like, you know what, this is the choice they made for him. Fine. We'll, we'll see. It, it, again, it's more about what that character is going to be than well, how what he what, looks what, like. Yeah, exactly. If that character is, if it's a cool character and they do some good stuff if with If you him, do a lot of the things that, that Morrison did with him in, in his run of JLA and what Peter David did with him in his run in Aquaman mm-hmm. of that idea is like, he, it's not he talks to fish. Yeah. It's, he is he's a monarch of uh, the way that... that he's uh, a monarch of the... What's that? <laughs> <laughs> the way that Peter David, like, he's the monarch of the largest kingdom, the largest population on the entire planet. Mm-hmm. There are more Atlanteans, in, and also one of the most dangerous populations in the entire right. planet. And he has to be this super badass dude who's got all of these different pressures and all these different things all around him. His people don't like him because he's fighting for the surface. The surface doesn't like him because they know that the Atlanteans are a warlike people. When you have all of those, it's very interesting. It'd be really weird to try to do that in a film that has sixteen other superheroes. He's in it. gonna be in it for maybe five to ten minutes, but he's gonna be in that movie. What is he gonna be in Justice League? Is he True. gonna be in Justice League for more than ten minutes? Well, what's he gonna do in the Aquaman movie? Uh, there's probably not gonna, gonna be, be an Aquaman movie. Is that gonna be done all underwater? What the hell is Aquaman I think he talking? He just blew everybody's ears out. So on that note, Mr. next Sanity. week we are going to be talking and discussing the heroines of the. Movie. We're going to have heroine. We're going to do heroine. We're just going to wow. talk about heroine. We're going to talk about heroines in movies, TV, and comic books. Hopefully that show will actually make the air. Well, is it? We'll have to see. Because is it time for their reign or not? Is that really what we're talking about? Yeah. You don't want to talk about? It? You want to talk about heroin? The the drug or let's talk about let's talk about black tar (laughs) let's talk about chasing the dragon so anyways black tar heroin from mexico (laughs) always remember nerdables is on stitcher radio tune in soundcloud and itunes and please leave your snake please leave us a comment please leave us a comment and you can check us out in a world where nobody listens to our actual podcast in a world where i finally get through the closing of the show nobody cares about the closing of the show 
Listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a message. Go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Nerdables. And we're at Nerdables on Twitter. Thank you very much. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Done. Schooled. There we go. Oh my God.